Hey, folks, welcome in. <laughs> I can see you. Couldn't hear you. Yeah, well, that's uh, technology for you, Scott. Uh, Scott, Cam, welcome in. Week four of the Mid-State 48. Driven by Miracle Auto Group. Guys, welcome. How are you? Doing, Doing good. well. All right. We're rocking and rolling finally. Um, after some weather issues last week, uh, hopefully we don't see a lot of that this week, but uh, we can talk about that in a little bit. Uh, unfortunately, no Tom Duggan this week. Um, he has uh, family members under the weather, so he's taking care of them, and we certainly wish them the best. Uh, we will, however, move forward. Into week number four, several good games on the schedule this week, including our Spotlight Series game at River at Ravenwood between the Raptors and Oakland. I've got a conversation with Will Hester in the next segment. Uh, we will pick that game as our spotlight game and Reggie's pick as well this week. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> Gentlemen, let's go back to week three for just a minute um, and just kind of give me your thoughts on what you saw last week and what stood out to you, if you would. Uh, Scott, won't you start us off? Wet. It was we saw We saw a lot of delays. Um, there are, I mean – you always have to, you know, default to safety, and it was glad it was good that uh, so many uh, games did uh, follow the rules and go into go into safety mode with the lightning. Uh, it was putting on quite a show. Uh, a lot of games didn't get over until right before midnight. Some of them rolled right over into Saturday. Uh, one even rolled into Sunday afternoon. So, uh, but again, it was good that we had. Uh, had yeah, that take care of. Uh, game I was at was uh, Friendship Christian DCA, and what I saw out of Friendship Christian was a team that is uh, a, a very mature team, a very uh, a very tough team. Uh, they they get after you uh, offensively. They have a lot of weapons. Uh, they've got uh, you know they've got speed to burn, and that that was you know the one thing that I really took away. From this week's uh, this week's game was uh, just uh, the the difference between you know you look at DCA and a team that is in a rebuilding mode just so what you see is really what youth does to you uh, in a lot of respects especially with small schools. Yeah, it seems like these friendship Christian kids are are kind of more in the mold of some of the teams that we are used to seeing from that program the last couple of years have not necessarily been up to commander standards. And with this team, they're certainly on a mission. They want to prove themselves to a lot of people. And after three weeks could very well be considered the favorite to win division two class single a this season. Um, Cam, you got to monitor a lot of the games Friday night. Uh, what stood out to you? Yeah, it was a great week to be uh, in the house on Friday night and not be out in the rain and the weather. Um, what stood out to me is, uh, you know, friendship with a, a really good, improving, you know, exciting win, you know, win that gets people people's eyes on, on them and eyes open, knowing that they uh, are a true contender here in Division II, 1A. Uh, the teams that really stood out to me, I'll start with Westmoreland on Thursday night. Uh, you know, I picked Watertown by three touchdowns, not based at solely on the fact that I didn't know if Westmoreland could score. Uh, in that second half, Westmoreland's offensive line came out and they controlled the game. And, I mean, it was that simple. Uh, Watertown struggled on offense. They have to find something on offense uh, other than just running left and running right. They have to open it up to get defenses back, especially with a defense like Westmoreland. Uh, really impressed with the Eagles. Uh, but the biggest win of the week, in my opinion, the Big Red finally got over that hump. They went to Chattanooga and knocked off the three-time Division three uh, Division two 3A state champs in Macaulay. Uh, the, the Big Red are who we thought they were, and they're on a roll early in 2022. Yeah, those guys in NBA should be very proud of that win going on the road to beat a very good Macaulay team and get some sort of revenge from the two losses they suffered last season. But listen, uh, that could be a championship game preview right there, and if it's – as good as the first one was, look out. That could be a really fun one in Chattanooga come December. Um, I was over at Davidson Academy on Friday, and I, my first trip over there to cover a game, I've been there before and kind of got to see things, but seeing a game atmosphere at Davidson Academy was really neat. Uh, that The Grove down there where the players come up for the bear walk 
as they make their way to the field before game time was really fun having tailgaters and party lights and stuff like that. Really nice atmosphere over at Davidson Academy and uh, certainly enjoyed the atmosphere. Home team took it on the chin, though. Was FRA really roughed him up 35-7. Ty Clark with a big night again. And uh, we'll mention his name again shortly in our Player of the Week finalist. Um, also, you know, Thursday night, Macon County gets a big win at DeKalb County, or big region win for them. They're 3-0 right now and, and hopefully getting closer to the number two seed for their sake because you want to be on that number two line if you can help it and maybe get away for Upperman for a round or so. Um, yeah, that was huge. That was a huge victory for Macon County. Yeah, uh, quarterback Briz Trap going out in that game for DeKalb, and I've heard he's done for the season. If that's – if that is the case, the coach trap definitely has his work cut out for him the rest of the season. Yeah, it's just a tough injury for Briss Trap, a uh, very talented young man over there in Smithfield, and, and his loss is, is detrimental to their offense and, and their, their hopes for a deep run. Uh, mm -hmm. yeah, it's a tough loss for DeKalb County in, in a number of respects. So hopefully they can find a way forward without him, but uh, that'll be tough sledding for DeKalb County going forward here on out. Um, Another game that really kind of stood out, you know, besides FRA, uh, Hope Prep over Father Ryan. Yep. Uh, the Bishop's Cup ran late because of weather. Uh, Kenny Minchie had a big night and five touchdown passes, and they won 49-35. That was the highest scoring game in that series history. And both teams found their offensive footing, and, and we'll see Pope Prep on Thursday night, Scott. You and I will be over at Independence yep. for that one when they travel to face the Eagles. So looking forward to see that offense in person. Yeah, yeah it, guys, if, if you don't follow us on social media, follow us on social media because just just follow us for the Kenny Minchie throws, really, more than anything else. <laughs> I mean, he can put the ball in a bucket from 40 yards out. I mean, one of the – you know, I said on last week's show, I believe he's the best pure passer in the state. It's going to – fans are going to love him when, they, when he gets up there next year. Um, but for right now – Pope's loving what he's throwing around to a lot of receivers, and uh, Father Ryan didn't last week. So Pope Prep now three zero, and we'll see them on Thursday night. Yeah, to, uh, oh, Scott, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, uh, you know, you talk about independence. Uh, one team that uh, really stood out to me in a loss was Centennial. Yep. How tough they played Independence. Uh, that team is for real, um, and and that team is is on the upswing. You know, they're not going to be an easy out and come uh, as the weeks progress, barring anything unfortunate happening. That's going to be a team that's in the mix there yep. in Williamson County. Yeah. Um, another one to mention, Blackman over Riverdale. Yes. Backyard Brawl, they got that win. And a key one for them is that sets them up for the number two spot in that region. And they'll get their shot at Oakland soon enough to see if maybe they can dethrone the champs. But uh, definitely a big win for Chandler Tiger. It's a bunch over in Blackman. Yeah, we have to mention the play. It's it's only fair. Yeah, got to share the love for the big man. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen the movie Varsity Blues? They ran the old fashioned hook and ladder to the left tackle, uh, and Blackman's left tackle scored uh, what actually wanted up being the game winning touchdown in that one. And let me just say, I've seen the clip, and he was moving too. It wasn't yeah. a lumbering tackle like Billy Bob. No, 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 no. He had speed. I, I, you know, it wouldn't surprise me to see Chandler Tiger put him in the backfield. Well, they call it blazing fast. They call it blazing fast for a reason, and I guess their tackles are also that way. So, hey, where's number seventy-two? I mean, didn't ain't that what uh, Refrigerator Perry wore? He did. Yep, sure did. Mm -hmm. uh, well, let's take care of a little bit of business first and get to our player of the week. Presented by Miracle Auto Group, and it was a pretty, pretty good vote for a while. Uh, let's look at the uh, finalists first off. Gay Borders from Macon County. First off, uh, let's see, he had two total touchdowns. He had three total touchdowns. No, two. Mm -hmm. He had rushing and a receiving touchdown, two hundred and five total yards. Also a key interception in that win over to Cab County. Ty Clark the third, four touchdown runs. 270 yards and 16 carries. This is his third consecutive appearance as a finalist on this list. Jack Kleiner from Lebanon, seven tackles for a loss, six sacks in Lebanon's win over Cookville. 
last week. Uh, Devin Crenshaw from Springfield, he's been on this list several times the last couple of years. And a lot of people saying that uh, he needs to get some looks from colleges, and then he keeps getting on this list. He should be. He had five total touchdowns, three rushing, two passing, and that went over Northeast. Eight of 13, 154 yards through the air and two touchdowns, 13 carries, 144 yards, and three touchdowns for Devin Crenshaw. A Traverius flood from Greenbrier. Scored four touchdowns four different ways. He had a 91-yard pick six, a 91-yard punt return, 85-yard kickoff return, and a touchdown reception in their big win at Glencliff. Uh, hard to beat that kind of production and finding the end zone. Kenny Minchie from Pope Prep mentioned him, 11 for 14, 297, five touchdown passes as they beat Father Ryan by 14. Middle Tennessee Christians, Eli Wilson, 231 yards on the ground and five touchdowns on just 13 carries in the Cougars' 52-37 win at Clarksville Academy. Um, voting was fairly close for a while, but the fans did take Jack Kleiner for Lebanon to be the representative this week. Scott, you went with Ty Clark III. I did. I did. 257 yards rushing. Uh, against that uh, Davidson Academy defense, um, you know that that's tough stuff, and yep. and I thought that he was deserving this week. Cam, you also went with Ty Clark the third. I did. I just want to say we see you, Ty. This is week three on on the finalist board. Uh, Seven hundred yards, roughly on the season already. Eight touchdowns through three games, uh, going on the road and getting a big win over Davidson Academy. Um, Ty Clark is a force to be reckoned with here in his junior season. Uh, and he, he may wind up in that Mr. Football category. Uh, if he keeps putting up, uh, over 200 yards a game, he is certainly headed in that direction. He's off to a blistering start nearly 700 yards in three games and eight touchdowns for Ty Clark. Third, uh, Tom picked Jack Liner. And if, as we, if we don't love drama enough around here, we have a two, two vote and guess who gets to break the tie again. And I saw Ty Clark the third in person, and I'm very impressed with what he's been able to do so far. Um, you know, he's been on this list every week, and he may continue to be on this list every week if we don't pick him here. But six <laughs> sacks is hard to ignore. And sometimes we just got to give a little bit of love to the defense. So I went with Jack Kleinard. Well deserving. Yep. Well deserving. 12 tackles, seven for loss, six sacks. He was. He was on my list, uh, on my short list. Um, glad to see, glad to see him get it. Yep. And indeed, it's Jack Kleiner from Lebanon as our Miracle Auto Group Player of the Week for Week Number Three. We've got some hardware they'll be swinging by Lebanon to hand out to that young man. A well-deserved honor for the Blue Devils who are rolling right now at three zero after this week. Speaking of Miracle Auto Group, we have got to hear from our wonderful sponsors over there real quick. So let's do that now. Are you ready? Are you ready for a miracle? Wait! With current inventory shortages, how do you find a deal? Pre-order and build it your way, then get 5% off MSRP, but only when you pre-order now. Save on a new 2022 Ram 1500 DT. Labor Day sales event at Miracle Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Gallatin. Build it your way to get 5% off MSRP. Are you ready for a miracle? Dude, I got to get me one of those Ram trucks. <laughs> oh, that looked, oh, that was pretty. Yep. Yeah, yeah it, it's very nice. Definitely won't. Most we have plenty of them on the lot right now. Uh, yeah. Ever, <laughs> ever the salesman cam. There you go. Yeah, there you go. My conversation with Ravenwood head coach Will Hester comes up right after this. We'll take a quick break, and we're right back on the Mid-State 48. Stay with us. Back here on the Mid-State 48, getting you ready for Oakland Ravenwood this week. It's one of the top games, not just in this area, but in the entire state, and one that was pretty highly anticipated when it was announced earlier this year that they were going to play. So uh, I got the chance to hop over to Ravenwood and chat with Will Hester for a few minutes today, and here is what he had to say about it. Here with Ravenwood head coach Will Hester getting ready for a big, big game against Oakland on Friday. Coach, uh, a lot of excitement about this week, and we talked about in the preseason about getting Oakland on the schedule and what it meant for the program and really for football in this area. Now that this week is here, what's the feeling like around the locker room? 
Oh, it's super exciting. You know, obviously battling some weather issues, being in and out, you know, just finished up a little bit of a lightning delay here. Uh, so getting out a little later than we wanted to, but uh, no, just excited. I mean, for these kids to have an opportunity to play Oakland, I think they're on their 33 game win streak, something like that now. Uh, you know, exciting opportunity for them to get a chance to play a team like that. And, you know, a team that, you know, we have hopes and dreams of maybe seeing a second time if that if that works out. But uh, you can definitely get to measure yourself and see where you stand with the best in the state. Speaking of weather, you guys had to go through it last week, too, with Franklin and having to play Saturday afternoon. Uh, how quick of an adjustment did it have to take to get ready for this week after that? Uh, not bad at all. I mean, you know, Saturday, Friday night. I mean, I guess the worst was staying over there till midnight before we finally decided to push it to Saturday. But, uh, you know, the kids responded well. You know, it was an adverse situation. And that kind of tested where we were at from a maturity standpoint. I thought the kids handled it well. We played a lot better when we came back out Saturday than we did in the first half. I think the original delay uh, starting the game late affected us more than the delay to the next day. So uh, proud of the way we finished. Wasn't proud of the way we started, but proud of the way we finished. The way you guys have kind of responded since the lost NBA in week one, uh, what's been the biggest change in the way you all have played in the last two weeks? Well, I mean, I think NBA's proven they're one of the top teams in the state of Tennessee. And, you know, obviously uh, we played a very good team that night and, and they got the, the best of us. Uh, proud of the way we fought that night but uh, in the end we've improved every week we had a bunch of new starters at a lot of positions and and they're growing up on the field and gaining that experience and uh, hopefully we'll continue to prove as the season goes along you know the atmosphere surrounding you guys have had several high profile games here in the stadium this is just going to add to it uh, around the school what's it been like this week knowing that Oakland's coming yeah I mean everybody's excited you know whether it's you know trying to make it the Titans game of the week with everybody voting and doing that kind of stuff or being the TV game I know 104.5 is coming out too so I mean it's gonna everybody's gonna be here uh, but these are the kind of games you want to play and if you're a high school kid why would you want to play in a game that doesn't have uh, these kinds of implications this kind of hype I mean everybody's fired up and ready to go as far as health goes is everybody good and anybody that may or may not play yeah or... knock on wood uh we'll not be missing anybody that we need to be out there. as far as at four weeks in how good is that to have that absolutely situation? it hasn't been that way we, we've got some guys back in the past couple of weeks we missed some in week two uh but but we're all back healthy now you know what would a win mean for this program over oakland if it was to happen i mean in the end it's a non-regional win but it would prove uh that we are one of the top teams in the state and we are a team to be reckoned with so all right, Coach, appreciate it. We'll see you Friday night. Thanks, Chris. A lot of excitement around that program right now with uh, as big a game as they're going to have, and they're going to need everybody healthy because Oakland has been rolling along these first three weeks. They haven't had any issues. So it'll be a fun one to be out there to see, and I know these two teams, they've wanted to play each other for a while, and uh, that's going to actually happen. So Ravenwood, yeah. well, last week they had to – played the second half on Saturday, and they played a lot better in the second half, as, as Coach Hester alluded to. Uh, Chris Parson threw for 160 yards and a touchdown, added 101 yards and two more scores in the ground. Uh, he's starting to really kind of find his rhythm after that NBA loss. Um, guys, let's talk about this for a minute. Uh, what are you looking for out of this game from Oakland or Ravenwood, Scott? Well, what I'm looking for out of this game is just how good uh, Ravenwood's defense is. Um, I think it's going to be a, a, a challenge for that. I think uh, we know that Oakland has weapons. They have uh, Kate Hewitt behind the uh, behind center. They've got uh, two outstanding backs, uh, you know, quick wide receivers. And the thing is, is that they have depth. They have depth at all those positions. So, um, you know, how you know how does Ravenwood slow down the Oakland offensive juggernaut that it is. Um, that to me is is going to be the question. It can be done. It can be done. They have the linebackers to do it. Um, you know, they've got uh, you know Tanner Shuck, uh, Drake Stallworth work back there at uh, at linebacker. So it can be done, but it's going to be really really hard to uh, stop a team that is as well rounded as the Patriots. Cam, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, when you think about uh, that week one game for Ravenwood against NBA, they really struggled against the power run uh, with Jonathan Moore going for like a buck 80 in that game. Uh, three touchdowns, I believe. Um, you know, that that favors Oakland. Uh, but now one thing about Oakland is, you know, they struggled a couple weeks ago against Ma uh, Madison Ridgeland Academy, which is spread. 
throw it around, mobile quarterback, same thing as Ravenwood. So both defenses have to come come to play Friday night. Uh, this one spells shootout, guys. <laughs> spells I tend to shootout. agree with that. I tend to agree with that, Cam. Yeah, I think you're right on that. Uh, as we look at the AP rankings after week three, Oakland ranked number one, and they've been there the entire time. Ravenwood actually dropped to fifth, even though they beat Franklin 31-6. to six. Uh, Collierville hopped up two spots to number four. Um not a lot of surprises for me in the top 10. Cane Ridge up to number six. Uh, Blackman hops into the top 10 after went over over Riverdale, who dropped out. Uh, Riverdale, Independence, and Smyrna all just on the outside looking into the top 10. Uh, guys, any surprises to you in the 6A ranking so far? Well, I, I, I'm, I'm surprised at uh, where Ravenwood is ranked. I think that that uh, th- th- it surprised me that, that they're that high. Uh, even though their one loss has been to uh, NBA, um, just the way that they played, and and that's probably why they dropped was that that I wonder if it had to do with Collierville or the first half they had against Franklin, where it was only ten to six, uh, you know, into that, and it wasn't very impressive until uh, till they came back on the second, you know, on the second day. Yeah, I think looking at this, I mean. Every, most people in 6A would, would say that, you know, Oakland and Maryville are a clear one-two. Uh, Ravenwood is often considered the three, though, and them being at five with a loss over one of the better teams in the state in NBA, uh, they have an argument to move as high as three, in my opinion. Uh, Lebanon also, you know, they're, they've beat down on everybody that they played. So you can't argue with them being at the three spot. Uh, the one team that I think, uh, is kind of getting overlooked a little bit here is Smyrna. Mm. You know, they've they've got some big wins. Um, you know, big game coming up here in a few weeks against Cane Ridge, I believe. Uh, but that that's a team, in my opinion, that's getting overlooked in Rutherford County uh, that happens to not be in the same region as Oakland and Riverdale and Blackman and Rockville. Uh, they're a team to keep an eye on. Yeah, totally agree. I mean, yeah, Smyrna's been – pretty darn good through three weeks um lebanon i have no issue with the three and if i i've said it in the preseason i think there is as dangerous a team at 6a as anybody in the state this year as far as a threat to oakland and they get and they would get the first shot at oakland in the playoffs before maryville would so yeah definitely lebanon the force to be reckoned with oakland still rolling along and until somebody beats them they're going to stay at number one uh, uh-huh. but that ravenwood oakland game friday is going to be a fun one to watch and we'll pick this one here in the next seven, who you got? Let's go through the rest of these rankings real quick. Let's start at 5A. Page is number one. Springfield got a first-place vote. They're sitting at number three. No one's filled number six. And a couple of local teams outside the top ten. Green Hill also getting votes there. Station Camp dropped out after being 10th last week with that loss to White County. Um, anything jump out at you, Gear? Nolas will be in six think they should be a little bit higher than that but you know it'll play itself out yeah I, I, i'm pretty good with this with this ranking i, I think uh, as cam said it will play itself out um uh, page being number one you know to to be the man you got to beat the man and uh page has so far shown that uh they don't have a whole lot of they haven't had a whole lot of drop off um so uh, it'll be really interesting though to see uh you know, when you come back to this in a two, three weeks, you know. Yeah, another team that's not in our coverage area, but Powell will be back on this list. Uh, quarterback Jordan Potts went down uh, in their week one game. I believe he returned last week in a big win for them. Uh, they'll be back on this list here in a couple of weeks. Yep. Yeah, it shouldn't take long for them to climb back up that list. They were number one when he went down. So certainly uh, one to keep an eye on in East Tennessee as well. Uh, a little bit more Middle Tennessee flavor to this list than usual in 5A, which is a good thing for some of these teams, but uh, all of them on the western half of the bracket. So if you're looking for somebody to, to possibly get to the Blue Cross Bowl, there's there's some names over here. Page is going to try to get back there this year. Springfield, Nolansville, you know, Green Hill, can't forget about them, and right. uh, some others that may want to throw their hat in the ring. 4A, it's all about East Tennessee. Greenville, Henderson County, Haywood County, out west, um, Upperman fourth, Hardin County fifth, Red Bank sixth. The only area team in the top ten is Procone, and they should actually be two and one. That record's not correct. Uh, 
or one and two, sorry. Pearl Cone is ninth despite that one and two record. Uh, Aiken County just outside the top ten, and everybody else is is nowhere to be found at 4A. So, yeah, I think this is another case of uh, this is week three. Uh, I expect Pearl Cone by the by the end of this to be up that list uh, significantly. Um, interesting to see where Macon County will land when this uh, when you know about you know after about three to three to four more games because uh, you know depending on uh, you know how circumstances go they could wind up on it. Yeah, I'll I'll go ahead and shoot my shot. By the end of the season, the top five will be Greenville, Anderson County, Upperman, Pearl Cone, and Milan. That'll be the top five by the end of the season. I'm not going to give a particular order, but those five are the teams that can bring home a gold ball, in my opinion. Yeah. All right. I like it. Kind of a little extra who you got there for, <laughs> for the rankings there in 4A. Uh, over in 3A, of course, Alco is number one. East Nashville, number two by a decent margin over Covington. Um, Fairview just outside getting some votes, but other than that, as far as local teams are concerned, there aren't any. And it's been about Alcoa and East Nashville for the first three weeks so far. Yeah, I think Smith County will find a way on this list by the end of the season. Yeah, I agree. I, uh, Don't know I, how I, high I, they go, but they'll I, be on this list. I was surprised that we didn't even see that they didn't even get a vote uh, onto the list. That, that to me, is what surprises me about this list. The, the order of where the teams are now, you know, that doesn't surprise me. But the fact that uh, Smith County didn't get a vote kind of surprises me. Yeah, I think had they beaten DeKalb County, that might be a different story. But then being two and one, probably it's going to delay their arrival to this poll for just a week or so. But yeah, I'm like you guys. I think they'll be there at the end of the year. You know, they're they're growing up pretty fast, and they're becoming a team that a lot of teams don't want to face because of that line. Over in two A, the one we've been talking about quite a bit the first three weeks so far. Um, Harpeth is the highest of the local teams. They're number six after a three zero star, jumping four spots from tenth into that number six spot and the others receiving votes. Westmoreland just missed by a couple of votes and they're sitting outside the top 10 East Robertson and Watertown also getting some votes as well. Watertown was ninth before the loss to Westmoreland last week. So, um, Harpeth is a team we've not really talked about. Their schedule hasn't exactly been difficult to say the least, but they've done the job and they're three and um, they'll get East Robertson next week. And that's kind of the game that I'm looking at for, how good is Harpeth? We'll find yeah, out. Best start since 09 yeah. for, for the Indians there at Harpeth. Uh, Westmoreland's got to be on this list, guys. It's not even close. Yeah. Yeah. Westmoreland's got to be on the clear list, and they may be top five, you know, just uh, based on the defense alone. Um, based upon uh, what I saw last week, I would not argue with you. You know, and that's – there's several teams. When you look on this list on the right side, the others receiving votes. I mean, you can make a case for, definitely for Westmoreland. You can make a case for Westview. You can make a case for Meigs County. You can make a case for East Robertson. I mean, there's several teams, but that's part of being it being week three. You know, we'll yeah. we'll find more things out here in the next two or three weeks. This right. is probably the class that I, I'm the most interested to see work itself out because there are so many teams that we're talking about either in the top ten or close to it that are in consideration. So. And it's that's wide the, open. Yes, absolutely. That's the one that I, I, my eyes are wide open on. So two teams that have really separated themselves score-wise. I'll give you an East team, and I'll give you a West team. Tyner and Union City. Both of those teams have been laying it to everybody that they've played. So those you are know, two teams to watch here in 2A. You know what surprises me about this list? Who's missing? Who's that? Charlesville County. Well, I mean, given their start, it's not I'm a just, No, 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 no. That's not you're what I mean. You're out there, there. Yeah. You're in, you're about. out. Yeah. They're there. And that, to me, when you talk about being wide open, that, I mean, them not being on the list is, uh, is telling about yeah. this whole list. That That's, yeah, that's the, definitely the, the sticking point there. Um, I mean, they've just struggled out of the gate. They're 0-3 for the first time since 1956, yeah. if you can believe it. It's been that long. And yep. making it doesn't get easier this week. Yeah. No, it does not. 
the schedule does not favor Travis County to get a win over the next two or three weeks. Yeah. Some tough times down on the Creek Bank, but uh, if you know that community, they're going to find, try to find a way, one way or another, to get it back in the right direction. It's just been a tough start for them. Let's go to 1A and look at uh, no local teams in the top 10. Gordonsville just outside, but not really close to the top 10. And they're really the only ones. I mean, we don't have a ton yeah. of play teams in this area. It's mainly, you know, West and East Tennessee that has these teams. So, yeah, Gordon's will work its way back in the top ten. Tough start to the season. They're a little banged up. Play some tough competition. That'll be, but they'll be on this list. Yeah, Stephen Jackson got his first win as a head coach this past week over Oliver Springs. So, congratulations to him, and that'll be really important for them going forward. Get that one out of the way, and then the schedule starts to become more favorable for them in the second half of the season. Uh, Division two, Friendship Christian, number one. Middle Tennessee Christian, number four. Grace Christian is fifth. And we have a top five game between Grace and Friendship Christian this week that we'll pick in the next segment. Um, Clarksville Academy also receiving votes there. Going to speed this up a little bit to go to double A. CPA is number three. Lipscomb Academy, number one. No real surprise. But Boy Buchanan, even though they're fourth, got a first-place vote this week. So, Really good defense there for the Bucks. Really good defense. Yeah. The Gary Rankin effect is taking hold quickly. <laughs> quickly. Absolutely. Probably quicker than most people thought. And Boy Buchanan fourth, Knoxville West. Yeah, one team, real quick, Chris, FRA. FRA is going to, I, I believe, uh, another win or two, they could be on this list right. in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree after watching them Friday. Um, they're they're on their way under Justin Geisinger. That, that team is really showing some promise. Uh, it does get difficult for them as they're going to have both CPA and Lipscomb on the road. Those two are going to be tough tests for them, but they'll be able to prove themselves prove themselves in those games. Yep. AAA, NBA number one, no surprise there. The surprise to me is that somebody still voted Macaulay number one despite the fact they lost to NBA. Yeah, that's a little bit uh, odd. I mean, it, they've won it three times in a row. I, I'm okay with them getting a first-place vote. The one thing I don't really understand is Macaulay not being two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it was a three-point game. I mean, I guess I don't know. Some some people vote a different way. I don't know. Yeah. That's all I can say. But Answorth is sitting outside the top five, but getting votes as well. Pope Prep is fifth. Brentwood Academy fourth. Um, the top five, no surprise here. I, I think that's probably the right top five. Yeah, Macaulay, I think, still is a clear-cut number two over Baylor. But uh, I guess Baylor not losing so far is yeah. – why yeah. Macaulay is sitting at three. September 30th for Pope Prep. They host NBA. Yeah. And then NBA and Brentwood Academy also play each other as they do every year. So a lot of fun games coming up in Division II AAA over the next month or so. Who you got is up next. This is the Mid-State 48, driven by Miracle Auto Group. We're back in a moment. Welcome back to the Mid-State 48. It's my favorite time of the week. Let's pick some winners. That's who you got. I don't know what to say, guys, honestly. Uh, it's a mixed bag of results from week three. Scott, you want the smoke? <laughs> what smoke? I'm coming for you. Uh, uh, look, I'm just, I'm just glad that I'm not in last. Um, yeah. Poor Reggie. <laughs> Can't get out of the basement. Yeah. That's, you know, trust me, for too long, I'll, I'll be looking up at Reggie, I'm sure. But yep. uh, for now, for now, I'm going to soak in it. Let's get into last week's recap real quick. Um, I hate to say I told you so, but I told you so in Westmoreland and Macon County. Yes, you did. I'll, so. I'll give credit where credit's due. And that, that's the extent of my boasting for this week. So, uh, Blackman Riverdale, um, we were split there. Reggie tried to get DC over French and Christian. That didn't work for him. Um, four out of six of us had Pope Prep over Father Ryan on page two. Um, I owe FRA an apology because they basically were my lone loss in this top 10. So, and then. Making over to cab. Uh, Reggie had tried to sneak Summit through against Brentwood, and that didn't work either. Right. Um, 
onto the full season standings. Uh, like I said, FRA, I owe an apology to Station Camp owes me an apology uh, for losing <laughs> to White County. Like did. That was my only other loss last week. But we'll try to do better. Um, overall, still pretty close after three weeks. So let's get into our board for this week. We start on Thursday night with CPA at NBA. And not really a surprise here is everybody's on NBA. Um, this was a really good game. CPA won this one last year, but NBA has been the juggernaut that everybody kind of thought they might be. And we're all on the back red this. But. Yeah. They, uh, I, I, there's not a team out there. I, I don't know if is balanced as NBA is right now. Uh, defensively, yeah. offensively, uh, they've got the weapons. i tell you who I was really taken with. Uh, when I saw him play as Browning Trainer, the linebacker for NBA. He seems to be able to get from side to side. Got a lot of speed, but he will put a hat on you. And, of course, their defense up front with Eric George and, and Gabe Fisher, uh, they clog up the middle. So, it, you know, I think their defense is going to be the, you know, the tell here. Yeah, Gabe Fisher's quote from a couple of weeks ago uh, on the scoreboard show just sticks in my mind. We're going to run through your face, is what he says. <laughs> uh, you know, this is could be a letdown game for NBA. They finally got over the Macaulay hump. I don't believe so. They're they're too good in the line, too good on the defensive side of the ball. I like NBA. Yeah, I, I think CP will keep this close for a while, uh, but NBA is just a complete team right now, so I'm going with Big Red as well. Uh, another Thursday night, or Pope Prep at Independence. Scott, you and I will both be there for that one. Um, no surprise here. We're all on the nights for this one. Uh, the way Kenny Minch, he's throwing the ball right now, it can be you pretty much hit on the head. He's throwing it about as well as anybody in the state. So I, the way the Knights are rolling on offense, I don't know that Independence can match them enough. That's gonna and that's gonna be what it takes because Father Ryan tried and couldn't do it. So honestly, this game could last as long as their Independence's last game. And without the weather. Without the weather. <laughs> you know, it, it very well could. Uh, both teams are like to throw the ball quite a bit. But I believe when, if Independence is going to hang in this game and possibly win it, I believe Trey Hartwell is the key for them, shorten the game for them. Uh, it's going to be tough to do, especially if you get down multiple scores early. Uh, but that's the key for Independence to stick around in this game. I agree with that. And then watching that, the end of that game where they beat Centennial Hartwell had a 76 yarder in the fourth quarter. That was the game winning score he didn't have a lot of running room early on in that game and in the second half, but he did break a big one when it was time to go. So you know, they're going to have to use him and use him effectively. If they're going to slow down in uh, Pope preps offense, because that, that's, yeah. that's, that's their best shot. I think. Yeah. And I think that uh, one thing's overlooked is Pope preps defense. Uh, they're doing a good job of getting off the uh, off the field on third downs. Opponents only have a twenty percent uh, uh, success rate on third down, yeah. um, so they're, I think that they got a good chance there. Creekwood at Pearl Cone. This one's interesting because you now the Red Hawks have had two very close losses the last couple of weeks. They've only lost by one score in each of those. Uh, Pearl Cone also one and two. This is a region game and, and crucial for seeding for both teams. We're all on Pearl Cone, but. I mean, if they're not careful, Creekwood could sneak up on them. I, I, but I don't think that the Firebirds are going to be letting anybody sneak up on them too much. I think at one, and, yeah, I think at one and two, uh, Coach Bernetti's not going to allow anybody to sneak up on them at this point. One game that was just moved to Thursday. This one originally scheduled for Friday. Father Ryan at Cane Ridge, and. Reggie is taking Father Ryan in this one to hopefully get back on track after losing to Pope Prep, but the rest of us have the Ravens. Um, and Reggie could be onto something. I mean, Father Ryan does have have a, a stout defense. Uh, it wasn't that long ago they had held Brentwood to one what one yard, one yard rushing. Um, so I mean, Father Ryan is it's it's not. Uh, out of the realm of possibility, they have a good game here defensively and and hold Cane uh, Ridge up. I don't think so. I think Cane Ridge just personally has way too many weapons that they can utilize. So if one thing, if Reggie Goodlow doesn't beat you, then most Phillips will. I like the leadership of this Cane Ridge team. Mm. I think yeah. that's one of the, the key factors here for them. Yep. 
Gallatin Station Camp, uh, Battle for the Mayor's Cup over there in Gallatin. And we're kind of split on it. Um, Cam, you and I are on Gallatin. The rest have Station Camp. Um, Gallatin has won more in this rivalry than Station Camp has. I think there's enough history there. And the way that they've played so far, Gallatin seems to be on a mission. Station Camp has some wounds they're going to be looking after. White County got done with them last week. Yeah, the reason I picked Gallatin in this game, uh, you know, they struggled a little bit last week uh, on a Thursday game with uh, West Creek. But any time you win, that's that's a win. Uh, Station Camp is coming off giving up 300 yards to a running back in Malik Dow. Guess what Galton does? They run the football. It's pure and simple. That's why I picked Galton to win this game. And remember, Galton had more than 400 yards of, of rushing offense against Mount Juliet in week one. I mean, that's that's a recipe for kind of the same thing as Station Camp put up with last week. So, Yeah, but, uh, you know, Station Camp has a, a quarterback in Luke Dickens who's leading the team in rushing uh, since he's taken over, and he has three straight 100-yard games. What gets me is with this game is Gallatin can't afford to turn the ball over, and they turn the ball over way too much. When I looked at this game, I thought it was going to be down to turnovers. Uh, they had problem with turnovers, and they had to be bailed out by the defense against West Creek. I think that uh, Station Camp has a chance if they – if they don't turn the ball over and they stay with their run game uh, to force Galton into mistakes. On to page two in that top five battle we talked about in Division Two single A, Grace Christian and Friendship Christian. Um, the commanders are number one ranked this week, and we've all picked the number one ranked commanders to win over Grace Christian. Both teams have beaten coming into this game. Only one's going to leave that way. Yeah, I mean, you talked about how this team looked like the previous – you know, state championship teams that Coach McNeil had there at Friendship Christian. It's one word for me. You know, some people, you know, say it's cocky or arrogant or whatever. It's swagger. And this team has it. They have confidence. They have swagger. Uh, I think they make another statement Friday night. Well, defensively, they're going to have to they're going to have to show up because Jackson Hyatt, Grace's quarterback, he's 30 for 43, 426 and four TDs in three games no picks he doesn't make mistakes with the ball so friendship is going to have to play a really good solid defensive game to keep grace christian on board that being said friendship has a lot a lot of tools and i think that uh you know between tyson walcott and garrett weekly and brock montgomery there's just a little bit too much there for grace christian i think to be able to handle this week smith county at westmoreland now, this is one of those non-region games that uh, could really kind of factor in. We talk about Westmoreland's region. If it comes down to tiebreakers, this game could actually prove important in those if, if it comes down to total wins. So yep. it's one the Eagles aren't going to want to leave without. And Tom's on Westmoreland, but the rest of us are on the Owls. Yeah, but quite frankly, I'm doing Westmoreland a favor here, picking Smith County. <laughs> Because if I pick them, <laughs> it doesn't work out. Worked um, out. <laughs> I just think Smith County's size and depth speaks volumes for them. Um, the toughest game of the week to pick for me uh, after eating that crow from last week. But uh, the Owls' size, their physicality, uh, Westmoreland is physical as well. Uh, but they, their linemen are a little bit on the undersized side of things uh they they rely on quickness you know knowing where the ball is going you know that first step is what's important for westmoreland as far as up front on the defensive side of the ball uh, i think some possibly some weather conditions uh friday night could help slow down the quickness on that first step i, I like smith county uh, if it is a wet field like some expect it to be i think their their size is really going to uh, wear a toll on the eagles now, this was That's, almost a coin flip game for me just because of the way Westmoreland's defense has played. And yeah, toughest way. game to pick this week yeah, for me. Easily, easily for, for sure. Uh, White House of Portland, the big Sumner County rivalry, a historic one at that. Um, Reggie has the Blue Devils, and the rest of us are taking Portland. I just think Portland has a few too many weapons for White House in this one, especially Jalen Perro. Um, well, guys, 
Portland went over to uh, what they call the rock pile over in Westmoreland and lost 14-13. Uh, and ever since then, they've not been too happy. And I don't think that stops this week. I, I've been impressed with White House lately. Uh, they switched up their lineup in week two and moved Michael Alvin from quarterback to running back and went with uh, Tanner Hayes at quarterback. Since then, uh, their offense has been really firing on all cylinders. Uh, that being said, Portland is big up front. They're fast uh, on in the defensive backfield. I think that they do a good job of pinning uh, White House, uh, you know, running backs. They can get to the edge, uh, and they can score. Watertown at the Cab County. Um, we've talked about both these teams reeling after last week's losses. Um, this is a get-right – maybe not necessarily a get-right game, but it's a, a get-above-water game for both these teams. Um, we're split on this one, too. Uh, I'm with Tom and Cabin taking to Cab County. Scott, you and Reggie, you have Watertown. Yeah, had to go with the cat on this one. This one, this one was a hard one for me to pick. Um, this may have been the hardest one for me to pick. And the, the main reason I did uh, went with Watertown is really – it's really tough when you lose your starting quarterback uh, and, and you, you you have a young guy in there against a defense as, as stout as Watertown's defense is. I think that, you know, Watertown's going to try to get after him, uh, force him into, uh, force uh, uh, him into mistakes. Uh, you know, and I look for uh, KK West to have a bounce back game. DeKalb County gives up the big play. They gave it up to Macon County. I think they they have uh, run the risk of giving a couple up to West. Yeah, I just – losing your starting quarterback is never easy. Uh, but that's not all DeKalb County was. They have a really good running back there. Um, you know, he's put up, I believe, 100 yards against Smith County, you know, and in a, in a big win for them on the road. Uh, I think Coach Trapp changed his game plan a little bit for this week. And I think that the cab runs the ball more than they throw it. And I like the Tigers to beat the Purple Tigers. The Cap County was running the ball somewhat effectively against Macon County last week. But when they had to throw it with a backup quarterback, it didn't work out. I do expect them to be very run heavy this week and try to protect their young backup as much as they can. And I think that it will be enough against a Watertown team that, quite frankly, I still have questions about. On to our Spotlight Series game of the week. As we've talked about in the previous segment, Oakland and Ravenwood, um, a top-five matchup in 6A. And four of us, all four of us other than Reggie, have taken Oakland. Um, just think Oakland may have a little bit too much, but I am very curious to see how Ravenwood comes out in this game, especially early. If they can start fast and keep this thing close for a while, provide some intrigue, then uh, it might be a, a pretty fun night for them. Uh, yeah, I think it stays close. Uh, I fully expect a shootout, but I, it's my favorite saying, and I say it every time we talk about Oakland. Rick Flair, baby, to be the man, you got to beat the man, and ain't nobody beat him yet. Woo! <laughs> I just think that uh, too much CJ Puckett, too much TT Hill. Yep, those are two big names for Oakland that'll carry them all a lot for this one. But who does Reggie have this week? Let's find out. Oh, he's feeling bloody tonight. Oh, he's already made his decision. And it is. And it is. Ravenwood. The Ravenwood Raptors. Reggie going with the Raptors in this one. Hey, yeah. but I will say, if you saw in the video, he went right to Oakland afterwards, so he's not too sure about his pick. <laughs> yeah, we, there may have to be a replay, a review on this one. <laughs> he took, well, that's because we, we took it away from him. <laughs> if you notice, there are three mice over on the other side that we had got uh, that was the plan for his picks this week, and he totally ignored them. Were they blind? Uh, no. <laughs> well... Yeah, maybe. <laughs> make, make, make of that what you will. I don't care. It's a bad, bad attempt at a joke. Let's go back over these picks real quick. Uh, we're all on Friendship Christian over Grace Christian. Tom's got Westmoreland over Smith County. The rest of us have the Owls. Uh, 
Reggie's going for broke with White House over Portland. We're all in Panthers. Um, Scott and Reggie have Watertown over to Cab County. The rest of us have the Tigers over the Purple Tigers. Reggie is going with Ravenwood over Oakland. The rest of us are on the top-ranked Patriots. The other games, NBA in a clean sweep over CPA. Same for Pope Prep over Independence and Pearl Cone over Creekwood. Uh, Reggie's going with Father Ryan over Kane Ridge. The rest of us are on the Ravens. And Cam and I have Gallatin over Station Camp. The rest of them are taking the Bison. And that is that for who you've got this week. Guys, let's one more note from all of y'all, if you will, before we get out of here. Cam, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, another week where weather conditions may play a factor in the games. Uh, some good competition games. You know, last week was the start of region. There is some region games this week, but there's more non-region games than region games this week. Uh, so teams get a chance to find out more about themselves in games that they matter, but they don't They don't matter as far as making the playoffs, essentially. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited to see what uh, teams come out and do. Scott? Uh, behind me. Up oh, that one. Up oh, that way. This thing. Hey guys, we're at three hundred. Uh, we're three hundred fifty-one subscribers away from our goal of uh, one thousand. Uh, we thank you so much, those who have joined, who have got other people to join, who have liked, subscribed. Uh, let's keep it going. Um, you know, we you know we do this. Uh, we do this for you. We do it for the kids. Um, you know. We're, we're happy and uh, we love doing it. Uh, you know, spread the word uh, and, and make sure you comment. You know, let us know what you like, what you don't like, what you see. Uh, you know, you know, talk to us because this is interactive for you guys as well. Yeah, and I'll add real quick. I'll add it every show. We are the only place where you get free content on high school football in Middle Tennessee. The only place. Let us know what we can do what you want to see because it's free. I got nothing else. I, I, we've done all the damage we can do for a week. Um, <laughs> enjoy Thursday, sure? enjoy Thursday and Friday night, everybody and stay dry too, because weather will be still playing a role apparently from some of the forecasts we've been seeing. Um, other than that, that's it for us for Cameron Reed for Scott Burton. I'm Chris Brooks. Thank you for watching the Midstate 48 powered by miracle auto group. And we will talk to you on the scoreboard show on Saturday morning, hopefully, if weather doesn't screw everything up again. Miss you, Tom. The Midstate 48, powered by 615 Preps, is a production of B Squared Media, LLC.